Here we are for another Hockey Night in the Jungle, episode 19, where group never have been to talk about the NHL and junior hockey. Unofficially brought to you by Sauce Hockey, where we get great clothing and funny memes. We're also sp- sponsored by Feet of Westchester. I think it's still around. I don't know. Do you know? It is. Yep, it's back. It, it's, it's back? Okay. It never really left. What? Is Tim back? Uh, he's walked again so that's good yeah we'll start with that is he walking on his feet he's walking on sunshine <laughs> it's time to feel good i was just thinking so we have episodes and i always title them off of like some random comment somebody makes maybe we should start doing player numbers so we're on episode 19 in which case this is obviously going to be scott hartnell's episode scott hartnell is going to see the i see why i'm going with the better players scott hartnell's episode um so welcome to the scott hartnell version of hockey night in the jungle um like he said this is episode 19 that's josh i'm matt and here's richo richo yep johnny rico and uh, don't have much of a plan today. We're going to recap some of the moves since our last episode on July 11th. We're in off-season mode, so Josh has been hitting the links. Uh, I've been hitting the stinks, been taking some really big dumps. And then Rico, you've been hitting the pinks, if you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I'm trying to come up with something for that, but nothing off the top of my head. Um, Starbucks has a really good pink drink in the summer, and... Uh, we're now also officially sponsored by Starbuck. Not the whole thing, just one of them. Just one Starbuck. Uh, and <laughs> now we're going to, yeah, we're, we're going to call to light some of their delicious treats for the summer. And the pink drink is one of them. Um, but otherwise, how have you guys been? It's been a, it's been a month. Uh, things are going all right. Back, uh, back in the swing of hockey, one of my seasons ended. We did not make the playoffs. But I got two seasons going strong. I got a game in about an hour and a half. And, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, chasing that buzz. How about you? I, I got a new job recently, so I've been really busy with that. Um, oh. Grinding, grinding that you, down. What are you now? Uh, I am in charge of a couple wholesalers in the area nice you were a dub guy now you're a dub guy but the w stands for work w stands for work and that's right and alcohol uh well we can work on that alcohol um, later though (laughs) (laughs) that's cool uh reek how's the um how's the rehab coming pretty rehabby you know i'm starting to do Isometric workouts. For those of you who aren't in the know, that means I'm holding my hand against the wall and pushing out ever so hard. So, you know, improvement. We're on our way. You've done that in a few bathroom stalls, uh, right? Like three times, but the second two times weren't accidents. Okay. I gotcha. That's cool. Well, we're all, we're all uh, you know, just plodding along in this dog days of summer here. It's mid-August 2023 in the year of our Lord, and uh, there's been a few moves that have been made in the last couple weeks, and we're here to talk about them. Plus, I think we want to highlight the overall rankings of the top 50 prospects in the NHL. 
some big yep. big uh big surprises there. Yager's one of them again, I think. He is. He's I mean, back on the list. He's not in the league. He's uh they don't they, they don't measure age like like we do in base 10. So he actually started over when he got past 50. He started back at 0. So now he's one of the top 25 under 25. He's a 51-year-old rookie. I know. That's what I'm saying. He's one again because they're in base. Uh, I don't know shit about math. I shouldn't even try and try try that. Um, the Athletic has a top 50 prospect list, but uh, guess what? I'm not paying for that. No, I, I don't myself. I mean, is Taro Sujimoto on there? Taro Sujimoto is number three. Okay. Right behind All Sergey Samson, yeah, right behind Sergey Samsonov and um, Hugh Jessamin. Okay, I mean Taro, he's gonna be something. Keep your eye out. He is. He's Keep the future out. of Japanese hockey. You you said you beat me to it. I couldn't say it better myself. But I do have here the top. Actually, this doesn't look like it's behind a paywall, so we can talk about the um, athletics top ten. Let's see. Do I want to talk about this athletic top 10 based on who's in the top 10? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I, you got I don't know. Flyers in there, I think. Not in the not in the athletic one. That's why I'm wondering if I want to read this one or the <laughs> NHL network one. Yeah, let's do the NHL network one because. OK, you know yeah, this one, this one's stupid. Have Shane Wright in there for some fucking reason. So they don't they don't. But this 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 one has Mitchkov at number two, which is a nice plus. But I don't see the other one in the top 10. So. We can go over the NHL, and I only have the top 10 here um, because, for some reason, they put it in videos now. Well, I hate it. I was trying to look for a list, and I couldn't find a list. That's how they get you, man. These, You know what? We're not going to talk about hockey today. We're going to talk about corporate shilling and uh, how they get you to watch their goddamn advertisements. Okay? Before you know it, they're going to have advertisements on jerseys and helmets. Yeah. The players are going to look like stock cars, for God's sake. All right? Here comes Matt V. Mitchkov in the DuPont jersey, riding up the side here. I'm w- I'm waiting for a Wonder Bread jersey, personally. That's just yeah. me. Do they still make Wonder Bread? I don't know. The, the Coyotes will probably be wearing one soon enough. They probably Is it Wonder will. Bread like high in vitamins or something? No, I think it's the exact opposite. I think Wonder Bread's actually made to have negative nutrition. You actually eat it and become sick. Because it saps all of like the vitamin D and uh, oh, it has seventy milligrams of potassium, good cholesterol out of your body. So you actually you actually get diabetes eating bread. Five grams of sugar. Yeah, and you get early onset Alzheimer's by eating just white bread. <laughs> Not to disparage Wonder, they could become a uh, they could become a uh, sponsor someday. In which case, Wonder Bread's delicious. We're on our way to getting them as a sponsor. I'm at down this with point. it. I mean, we have we have sponsors. I've actually been talking to the TV or to the T-shirt guy, to be honest. Yeah, he's working on getting me a link so T-shirts can be purchased. Um, speaking of T-shirts, I sent you guys your two, Matt. We don't need to talk about what happened to yours, but um, what did you think of the material? What did you guys think of them? Like, see, I liked it. It breathes very well. I like uh, that dry fit kind of. So yeah, my wife, my wife's not big on dry fit, so that's the one, the only complaint that I got, but. Design is sleek and sexy. I like the white background. It's as pure as the ice that we play on as hockey players here. Um, the ice I played on the other night was very crap. Felt like I was playing on Lake Tahoe in the summer when it was not frozen. Oh, they thawed it yeah. out. 
uh, dude, it was rough. <laughs> I felt like I was skating through. Um, I don't know, man. Did the local AAA Lo- team have tryouts? I was skating through, like, yeah, no, I, I don't know. Probably, I felt like I was skating through the lowland Netherlands. One of the uh, dams broke. You know what I mean? Trout swimming but, past um, you as you're skating by. Yeah. Goddamn right. Let's get into this 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 topic here because I feel like this is important. This is what all the people want to hear about. This is what they want to hear. So let's give it a go. So we got the top ten of the top fifty NHL prospects here. How do you want to go? Ten to one or one to ten? I think we could probably go one to ten. Yeah, because everyone is known, right? So the what? Yeah, we, we feel like number one is known, so we yeah. can go. We can go. I kind of have a ten. I have a bone to pick with number one. What what's your bone? You're a Flyers fan? Is that the bone? Uh, well, we already talked about it, but the fact that the Blackhawks got Connor Bedard is a is a disgrace. Yeah, I mean, look at the commissioner. You already know what's going to happen with that. So, moving on. What's going to happen? It's rigged, baby. It's rigged. Is there a scenario? Is there a scenario? Now, hear me out. Chicago, they're a hockey town. I I think they're one of the bigger hockey towns in the U.S. Right. Yeah. Is yeah, is right. there a scenario where they trade that pick? Never. No. Never? No. No. You'd have, he's, you'd, he's you'd have to, like, in order to honestly have them think about it, they, like, Edmonton, and this is just one example, but Edmonton is, like, one of those teams where they have such a, you know, plethora of riches that if Leon Dreisaitl was, like, not going to do it because he can't fit him and McDavid under the cap down the road, and all, if that was going to happen and Dreisaitl was on the table with picks or something, I mean, not with picks, but, like, some, somewhere that that would happen, they'd think about it. But I think, do you that, think though, that, that level of caliber you, player would have to be there. Yeah, when you're that what, talented, the team's going to do whatever they can to keep you. Um, but here's the thing. When you're looking at a guy like Connor Bedard, do you, do you think that I mean, I know at the moment Drysaddle is a better player than an unproven Bedard. Probably, I mean, you know, there you, people would probably make an argument for that. I mean, right now Drysaddle is one of the best players on in the world, in my opinion, and I'm not going out on a limb there. But and I know Connor Bedard has all the makings to be, and he very likely will be a top five NHL player in the next year or two. Is Leon Drysaddle enough for Chicago to move? That pick, no, no. Okay, so that's I asked that because we were on the anniversary of Wayne Gretzky getting traded, right? That's on the ninth, but yeah, that was a couple of days ago. But yeah, yeah. So at, you know, as of this moment, it was within a few days. So I would say we're at the anniversary of that. Yeah, but I feel that, like trade, that trade, a trade like that can never happen again. Well, no, that trade had more to do with more than just the team being good. Hockey was trying to grow. And the Oilers were facing bankruptcy. So there was a lot. There's money involved. There's just a lot more variable, like things involved than today's game, I would say. Um, I would agree, I would agree with everything he just said. And with, I'm sure the commissioner came in and was like, hey, we need to grow the game. You really think the league sort of forced that trade, though? I don't I think the league had here. anything to do with... I think it was just the owner was a scumbag. I think that the owner legitimately just mishandled everything to the point where they couldn't afford it. And Peter Pockington, I think it was the guy's name, right? The owner of the Oilers. And um, 
the uh, the Kings were were basically just willing to give the most, I think, cash. And the league was like, the league then has to authorize all of this, right? And the league's like looking at it like, okay, well, yeah, we'll do this. This will grow. This will grow the league down in California, absolutely, in the state. So why not? Let's do this. One hundred percent. Sure. Stay. Yeah. Like I think that's how it's played out. From but, a standpoint of approving it, no, I definitely agree. But he was making it sound like the league kind of like was like, hey, you know, hey, I Pete. That, I don't think that it was necessarily like because what's the league going to do? What's he going to threaten them? What's the league going to threaten them with? Realistically, not threaten them, but they could have offered them some sort of, you know, maybe the lottery balls bounce a little bit in your favor for the next thirty years. Which, let's be honest, they have. I wouldn't say don't t- try and tell years. me. Uh, I mean, so what? Gretzky was traded in what nineteen ninety? I actually don't remember. Josh, you have it pulled up. Ninety something. Let me pull it up real quick. This is embarrassing. So he got traded in 1988. 28 years ago. 1988. Yep. Okay. So 1988. Um, it's been. I mean, it hasn't been. It's been roughly you know 28 years ago. Yeah. So. Oh, it's longer than that. Yeah, but like Edmonton. Or so 30. You want, 30 you want to talk about Edmonton getting 35. first overall like four out of five years and like. The, the 2010s, that's not you really... You can't as... make it obvious. You can't give it to them first-round yeah, picks in the why, 90s. I mean, what, are you going to do that? Are you, as Edmonton, are you going to... like What is... I mean, the team was sold like twice since then, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's, it's, hockey's a funny game, guys. Just, uh, you know. <laughs> it's a long game. It's a, I'm just trying to it's a long game, boys. It's a long game. It's like recycling. It's a long game. I just don't understand yeah. why somebody who's bankrupt would would be like, yeah, dude, you know, just like let them be good, like later. We'll just like do. I guess well, they got a shit ton of cash for it. Is my point. Yeah, but yeah, they they got got if the league paid him, you don't think that right. somebody would we're find going, out? We're going too deep into this. Let's get back to Bedard. I'm taking my tinfoil hat off. We're going back to Bedard. Bedard is not going to get traded. That I agree. I wouldn't it. trade this. I wouldn't trade the pick. I think this is a move that you're you know if you get mcdavid or dry obviously you're getting the better players there but if they're as sure about Connor bedard as everybody seems to be you don't move him you build on that he is the face of your team for the next 20 years 100 percent. or oh, yeah it's or, like crosby and pittsburgh yes yes except i would argue pittsburgh had more of a foundation than chicago has right now because they had already drafted uh, Flurry. They had already drafted Malkin. Yep, exactly. They so had Bissonette. They had Whitney on the team. Yeah, they had Mike Rupp. They had uh, Pierre Lucas. Didn't even make the Penguins. Roster, didn't they have? I don't think. Didn't they have Pierre Pierre Luc Dubois though? Pierre no, Luc Dubois. Had, they had, no, they traded for Pascal. Was, was Pierre Luc Dubois yeah, ten Pascal. years old then? Pascal, sorry, yeah, sorry. I get it. I get it messed up all the time. I get it messed up all yeah, the time. Pascal Dupuis with the missing Dupuis. teeth. Yes, That's they had him. About the guy who had like blood clots and played through him. He's a badass. Is that badass though, or is that just really dumb? Yeah, I think it's dumb. I yeah, mean, I say if you're playing survived. through like a if you're you're playing through like a torn well, no, something okay, fine. His, his, second one, like, his second one, he knew he had one. Like the second one, he was like, "I think I have another one." And he went to the trainer, and they they're like, "Yeah, you do." Like he's smart enough about it. But it's like the people that are like you hear the people celebrating whenever they talk about how much tougher hockey is than every other sport. Like, oh, Rich Peverly had a heart attack on the bench, and 
He tried to come back. Yeah, that's because that's dumb. Well, I mean, hawk goalie. There's there's goalies that had heart attacks. Like, there's and a line, the right? Like, okay, the, uh, didn't Ryan Callahan block a char slap shot, break his leg while he was on the PK, and then he yeah. played through that. Like, I get through that. Like, and then he finished his shift and went off to the locker room, and then went to the hospital. I would assume. So, like that, I get. Like that's played through pain. You don't know. You have no idea. You just know you're fucked, and I still have to finish this shift, maybe minimum. So I'm going to do that. I totally get that playing through pain, hockey players being tough for the whole nine. But the the things we're describing are like like heart conditions and like blood clots. Like, no, dude, you're not – that's not – don't do that. You know what I mean? That and I think the ballsiest play I've ever seen was Patrick Torres- Thorson blocking a shot with his nuts – did not leave the ice. He finished his shift. Uh, I mean, he was on the ground writhing around in pain. He couldn't get off the ice, but he finished that shift, baby. I mean, Bruce Gamble had a heart attack in a game, and he finished the game and then had another heart attack the next morning. Yeah, um, we're getting off topic dark. again. We're getting so, off topic so again. Dark, we're talking yeah. about death and destruction here. Connor Bedard, number one, the bottom line. We knew yeah, that. Yeah. We knew that. One. Not a surprise. Who's two on this list? Well, we already got him. That, All right. So Bedard, he's going to be a stud. We figured yeah. that out. So number two is actually kind of a it's a surprise because you would think they would just go sort of maybe down the line of recent draft picks and go one Bedard, two Carlson. But they actually they kind of shocked us like the the uh, the Blue Jackets or the sorry, not Blue Jackets. The Ducks did by going the opposite. They put Fantilli at number two versus Leo Carlson at number two. Well, should we say the players have to be 25 and under with less than 25 games played? And for goalies, it's less than 15. So that's the standard. That's what we're calling a prospect on this list, everybody, FYI. Right. Um, So number two, yeah. Did you you give the name? Sorry, it wasn't. Adam Fantilli of the Columbus Blue Men. The Blue Men, the Blue Man Group. Um, Yes, the Columbus Blue Men. Five nights a week. Take a take a look they're at great. They're, they're they're great. Um, Adam Fentzilli, I can see that. I mean, yeah, he's a I, I really don't have an issue with that. I mean, he destroyed NCAA, so no, no issue, no issues there at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was pretty much, I think, the consensus number two pick in that draft to everybody except Anaheim. Yeah, I mean, his Michigan stats were pretty impressive as well. Um, and likelihood of him panning out, I think, is is relatively high. I mean, I don't see obviously he doesn't have the ceiling of a Bedard, but I think at the very least you get Fantilli, you get a well rounded player. I mean, last year um, he had thirty six games, sixty five points. Yeah, okay, I, but we've seen stats like that before that don't necessarily translate to becoming a world beater in the NHL. Yeah, we I mean, see, it's a I different mean, I game. I would say it's actually the outliers that do live up to those stats i mean how if that was the case every you know top five in every draft would be an absolute stud i mean some of them are good some of them are great some of them are you know Sidney crosby so yeah and that's not even accounting in the ones that suck so you're naming like good great and crosby i mean you got to factor in guys like yeah that don't make it at all at all yeah but you got fantilly there i mean i think at the worst fantilly uh, I think he could be like sort of a Sean Couturier type, maybe not with a defensive prowess, but a really solid guy that can step in immediately. Flyers brought him up, I think, when he was 18, and he sort of never looked back. He played pretty solid 
responsibly defensive hockey, and he only recently found his scoring touch. But I think I could see that for Fantilli. I mean, Columbus hasn't necessarily had a high-powered scorer in the draft since, I would say, since their first pick, Rick Nash. Right? I mean, can you think of anybody else? High-powered scorer in the lineup. I mean... Korea. Drafting. Drafting. drafting Not like Korea. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say Fedorov, but he was like, like so at the end of his career. By the time he was doing that stuff, I'm thinking but, like, yeah, you think of guys they've drafted in recent years, like with their higher picks. Like their last number two was Ryan Murray, was it not? I, I think Pierre Luc Dubois was a third. He was third overall, yeah. So you got like you got to compare him to like Ryan Murray, who everybody thought was going to be this you know, stud Norris trophy caliber, like contender every year. And I mean, granted uh-huh. the, the injury bug bit him a little bit in the beginning. Yakupov. I'm talking Columbus. Yeah, oh, Columbus. yeah. I know. I'm just yeah. naming off people now. I to be Nikita honest. Just naming Filitov, off shitty draft picks. Nikita Nikita Filitov, <laughs> sixth overall or eighth overall. I, or I honestly, I liked him. And the other guy that, that Columbus took that I really liked, I'm probably going to get shit. I loved Especially when he was a flyer, Nikolai Zherdev. Yeah, Zherdev. Zherdev was skilled. He just could not understand defense, and his offense wasn't good enough to overpass his lack of defense. I mean, he would. So the the year the Flyers had him, I think if they had anybody else besides Peter Laviolette that year, I think he could have actually been a solid player and and contributed quite a bit more. If I remember. Is, is like points per 60 or whatever, like basically saying for the amount of time he's on the ice, how much he scores was like high as shit, like one of the higher players in the league, but he only played like eight minutes a game. Yeah, I remember that. Because Laviolette hated him. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It was like, Which yeah. drove me fucking crazy because like back then, Flyers were still very much like a solid team, but they had, they had, they never have guys or they have never had guys that were like scores, like no creativity. Everybody I draft, like whether Mark it's by Recky, uh, yeah, like everybody that. Well, I'm saying in the last like 15 years, by design or not, their offense basically runs as a dump and chase, get the puck in the zone, grind it out, and that's kind of how they've always operated. They don't have anybody, and maybe it's because they've always had like a an aversion to taking Russian players who generally are some of the more creative skaters and playmakers, just going up the ice and making their own plays. They never had a guy like that, so everything sort of revolved around this Wayne Simmons, Mike Knubel, JVR style of hockey, where you know the D-man hammers it in. They never had really had any good outlet passers besides Chris Pronger either. I mean, like guys like Matt Carl could make a good solid pass to somebody in stride, but outside of that, they, they've always had issues breaking out. But I don't even know how this turned into a conversation about Nikolai Zherdev. I, I think he would he would have thrived in today's game, in my opinion. Wrong place, yep, wrong I mean, time. It's possible. It's possible. There's a bunch of players that you can say that for. I mean, Jaredev still plays. He's only 38. He plays right now for HC Murano of the Alps Hockey League. So he's playing in Switzerland, I guess. Yeah. Good league. Um, it's a good league. Yeah. So anyway, Fantilia two. Who's uh, who's three? Three is uh, Leo Carlson. I don't know much right. about him, to be honest with you. I, I just don't know either. it was surprising seeing him go before Fantilli, who everybody was in love with, essentially. 
He might. Does he? Uh, is he bigger? Does he just carry intangibles that Fantilli doesn't have? I mean, Fantilli's six two. He's six three. Yeah, Um, it's not. he he's a center as well. So I mean, he just came from Swedish league, not college. So I mean, I don't know. According to DraftKings, Leo Carlson has the size and skill set to be a top line center in the NHL. So I mean, that's pretty much a lock. I don't know who the analyst is, but. I mean, it's the DraftKings, bro. Come on, you ever so, see those clips with Paige Spiernak dra- dancing on the golf green? I believe anything they say. That's fair. Um, Leo Carlson. I mean, I I love guys that come out of the Swedish the Swedish league. To be honest with you, I I think that that league is. I mean, I don't know if it's underrated, but. I think a lot of people think the KHL is better. I would actually put the Swedish Elite League above it. Maybe well, he's not. already got the advantage there playing in terms a of like pro... producing talent. Well, he's already got the advantage of playing in a pro league. You know that, and like you just like the t- the thing. Think of every Swedish NHLer, good or bad, dude. You, like the saying is, you've never met a bad Swede. You know what I mean, like. They're just great locker room guys. Like, they, they just, like, they're just, like, they get it more than, like, maybe some other nationalities do when it comes to, like, producing a an effective pro. Not necessarily, Nicholas like, Grossman kind of stunk. He wasn't good at hockey. Hey, he's a great guy. He was actually solid. I mean, he did his job. One of the best shot-blocking defensemen in the league. He was. Big hitter, and he, and he didn't get paid like Andy McDonald. So, oh Jesus Christ! Let's not talk about Andrew McDonald. Yeah, I, we're going down. I had just hole. gotten him out of. We're not talking about Andy McDonald, right. by the way. He was actually good. We're talking about Andrew McDonald. Well, I think it's time to move on. Okay, so number five. Yes, number four. F- no, it's number four. four. Sorry, number four. four. Matt V. Number four. First flyer on the list, baby. Matt V. Mitchkov. Is it the first or the only? We we won't know. Stay tuned. Oh, I don't know. I say I say stay first tuned. in that we'll we'll never know. But stay tuned. Yes. We got Matt V. Mitchkov at number four. Now I have no problem with that. Uh he fell pretty far in the draft, but I believe he only fell due to his status, right? Not knowing he could come over within the first couple of years of being drafted. In my opinion, like, and this was from years ago, probably this was from I would say probably like two years ago. When I saw his, like, when I saw Mavin Mitchkov's stats, I immediately thought that he'd end up going second overall in his draft class. I think a lot of people did. So that's where, like, I immediately, in my head years ago, thought he was going to go. For him, for, like, reasons outside of, you know, maybe his control, him falling like that, I mean, but, like, how many spots do you think he fell? He still fell to what eight? Eight is where you guys got him. Seven, I think. Something, yeah. So I mean, him falling—that means people think that he was going to go top three, four, you know. And even then, mm-hmm. I think I think that he still could have gone second. If we're talking about what I think his end product is, I think that he's probably the second most talented player in the draft class. I mean, a lot of people said that too. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he, the I think the downside for him to go so far was the fact he was a winger as well. Like I don't yeah, think that helps. 
I mean, centers are absolutely valued more, and they, in my opinion, they should be. But this kid just puts a puck in the net everywhere he goes, all the time and often. And he, so you can't teach that type of shit, dude. Like he, that kid. Yeah, I mean, is year, is just is just a beast. He had thirty games in the KHL last year, dude. Yeah, look points. up, look up. Go to go to his. He had he had one year. I don't know how old he was. He played twenty six games, games and he had se- he had seventy something goals. Seventy goals, three nine apples, hundred nine points. He was yeah sixteen team. Yeah, seventy goals. Yeah, he still had over an assist a game. Like so, like he was just like shooting and scoring from wherever, whenever. And I'm not saying that he's gonna do that at the NHL level, but I'm just saying like, dude, like that. There's some people that just have a knack for that shit, and Ovechkin's one of them. Stamkos, in my opinion, is one of them. Pasternak's one of them, like, and I think this kid has that, whatever that skill set is, that that it factor when it comes to scoring goals. I don't know if he'll, like, he might be a 40 and 40 guy, you know, I don't know if he'll break 100 points or anything like that, he's some crazy playmaker, but, like, I think he's going to find that a lot, a lot. The Flyers, they haven't had this solid or high of a prospect shooter scorer in shit i don't even know i mean simone gagne is the last one i can think of that was drafted in first round and thought that he could come in dude (laughs) you drafted him i know but like like i'm thinking like of a guy they actually drafted and developed i know that i know it's harder Hey, yeah, I guess you're right. Jeff Carter, he's, he's still put in 46 was his career high, but I don't know if he was he that, that highly touted. I wasn't around back in. Uh, well, I, I was around. I, but... I don't know how because I don't remember where he went. He was in 03 draft class, right? He went so, like 11th, like... I think 11th in 2003. So a little yeah, bit, that's a, a little deep, bit lower. That's, I mean, arguably the deepest draft in history. I think 2015 will rival that, but that's just me anyway. Um, yeah, that but, draft class is absurd. So it wouldn't surprise me if he wasn't, you know, a top five guy. It really, it sort of also surprises me because this goes against the sort of motif that the Flyers have had when drafting players. They usually draft centers and convert them to wing. If you think about any of the guys they've drafted in recent years, like Claude Giroux, I believe they drafted yeah. him as a center and put him at right wing, drafted, um, I mean, Couturier was playing wing for a while there. I but that it sort of goes against the against them, you know, trying to force guys into roles and drafting a winger that can come in and be that prolific goal scorer. I just hope he comes over sooner than rather than later. I I and, don't think that they necessarily draft. They don't draft wingers because they move guys to center. I think that with particular players. They need, like, in particular, centers, right? Like, we saw all this in Ottawa with Tim Stutzler. For the first year and a half, he played wing because he had to catch up to the game, the speed of the game. He had to understand at least a wing's responsibilities on defense before he could take on the center role and occupy the middle of the ice and have defensive responsibilities of that ilk. So I think it's a natural progression for guys that are skilled enough to be in the game, but not necessarily, you know, have the 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 knowledge to react to all the situations the center needs to react to. Does that make sense? 
So like take you're like making him sort of like a rookie cop with a you know, yeah yeah exactly you, senior partner right you just kind of like let them let their skill set take over in the offensive zone but in the defensive zone you take take as much off his plate as humanly possible so he can get up to speed have some of the experiences he needs to have you know make some of the mistakes that might not cost you right in front of the net you know right that's fair I'm just really excited for him to get here. And I don't know what the team's going to look like when he comes over. I don't know who he's going to be playing with. If I had to speculate right now, I mean, him and the other guy on this list that I'm going to mention are probably going to end up playing together on opposite sides. I really hope they can either sign a solid playmaking center or draft somebody in the next year. You're that'll be draft up somebody. there with. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The only way, unless you get a guy that you think is NHL ready, which, again, the Flyers seem to use to like prioritize that, like NHL readiness versus ceiling. They would draft like high high floor, low ceiling players generally, and this seems more like a kind of like a home run pick where I don't think there's a middle ground for Mitch Gov. I think he's either going to be a star or he's going to be out of the league and like two or three years. I don't think he's going to float around here like, I don't know. Galton Galanchuk or whatever. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be that. I think he's either going to flame or fizzle. It's my opinion. He's going to be a nail. Nail Nail Yakupov? Yeah. I hope not. But Uh, it's happened before. But let's go on to number number five, which is a a pick that really pisses me off because (laughs) it's it's nothing but goddamn feasting over there in uh in Jersey. You got Luke Hughes at number five. The brother of Jack and Quinn. He played two right. regular season games last year and he had two points. That's pretty good. That's a that's a point per game, dog. Yeah, that's a goal and an apple. He had he played three postseason games. Yeah, he had the point at least because I watched he had, it. He was dash two, but he had two points, two apples. Yeah, so. yeah, and he's already playing on the power play with his brother. So, I mean, I'm not sure why you're upset about it because the kid's producing. I'm, so I'm not upset, oh, that, he's, I'm not before... upset that he's number five. Yeah. I'm pissed that the Devils are where they are and they still have a top 10 prospect. Oh, yeah. And yep. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. And he was drafted right before, was it Kyler? What was that guy's name? Kyler Yamamoto? Cutter Gauthier that year? Oh, Cutter Gauthier. Yeah. yeah, but that's my thing. Is like I'm not pissed. I don't think it's not that I don't think he deserves it. I'm disgusted that not only is he on a team that's already got a glut of good young players, but that team is the goddamn Devils, and they're not only in our division, but they're the goddamn Devils. Yeah, but that can come back and hurt you with the salary cap these days too. So, but you can make the most of it at the beginning. You can yeah. like you can really cash in. Yeah, you can cash in while these guys are still on their ELCs or those like short-term bridge deals that these guys like to sign nowadays. Get the all the solid young players are like your top six. Yep. You bring in some good like veteran role players. I'm thinking back to like Tampa Bay in 2004 when they brought in like basically like like the one an entire Ryan quarter. And they brought everybody. in like an entire quarter of the Hall of Fame with like Dave Andrewchuk and. Uh, well, I guess that was it. But they brought in a lot of guys, is my point. 
um, to sort of complement guys like Vinny LeCavalier. And I think San Luis was still relatively young back then, too. Yeah. But uh, that's something I pre- I think the Devils are going to cash in on that, and it pisses me off, man, because it's not that they're just a rival, but like I have no respect for the Devils fan base. I just but don't think they like deserve a good – they don't deserve a hockey team, man. They don't support them. It, it, it's like what is – it's just New Jersey in, in general. Like who roots for the Devils? I mean, Foley, my buddy Foley. Yeah, I know David Putty does, but like they had some time on one of the most popular shows of all time, Seinfeld. Yeah, that's because not only, but consider this: their biggest fan on Seinfeld was David Putty, who, by all accounts, was a moron. That is true. In the show, he did not play uh, a smart person. We'll say no. He was an idiot. (laughs) Remember, they're on the he's on the plane with Elaine, and she offers him a magazine, and he just stares at the front of his chair, at the back (laughs) of the chair in front of him. Yep. No, I'm all right. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I think there's something to that. And I'm not saying people, I'm not insinuating people from New Jersey are dumb. I'm outright saying it. There's no insinuation here. So I don't know. Luke yeah, Hughes is going to be a good player. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, yeah, I think you, Luke, Luke Hughes is going gonna, is gonna to be a very solid player. Yeah, honestly. he'll be fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, it stinks, and I'm, I'm not happy about it. I I honestly might put him in front of Matt Vejmichkov on this, to be honest, just because you have seen some of his NHL and and you've seen a couple games. Like it's a small sample, but you've seen him, and yeah, he's going to be a stud. So I wouldn't have a problem with that either, honestly. And I think you you can't understate the importance of getting that playoff experience at such a young age. Even if it was only like a game or something, yeah. right? Is that yeah. Yeah. You play? I think it was three games, yeah. Yeah, three. That's that's huge. I mean, that's that a whole different he in the regular season. Yeah, he's played three three games. He played one game more in postseason than he did in regular season. Yeah, so, and I it's, mean, a, it's a completely different animal when you think about it. You, you're not getting the speed of the game in the regular season. You're getting that same speed in the postseason plus all that added, you know, all that added shit that, that they do. Just yeah. like the, the physicality. Yeah. The it's rest. a different speed. I mean, just be straight up about it. Different game. It's, it's a different, different game. It's completely different speed. Like, those dudes are going. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, those guys, um, those guys, you make it to the playoffs, you got guys that are not letting up on any shift. All right. Where are we moving there. to now? Are we at number six? Logan Cooley? Yes, Logan Look. Cooley. Logan Cooley, Arizona Coyotes prospect. Brother of Chris Cooley, former Washington Redskins tight end. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? No, not really. I don't, I don't think so. But uh, yeah, so he was drafted last uh, last year, last season. Yes, third overall. All right, so he was drafted was third a, overall last season. Yeah, there was a lot of scuttlebutt last year. I think about the Flyers trying to move up and get Logan Cooley. Because he emulates the game that I think they really like. He plays, I believe, a like a more physical game, right? Or am I thinking of somebody else? Um, I'm trying to look here. His penalty is five ten. Never mind. It's five ten, one seventy four. I'm thinking of. I think I'm thinking of. Uh, what's his face? The other guy. I don't. I don't know. But he is from Pittsburgh, PA. So they might have just wanted like a little bit of, you know, somewhat hometown. I don't even, don't even, don't even. 
insinuate that Pittsburgh is hometown to where I am from. <laughs> My God. That All right, go ahead and keep D'Angelo the then. Go ahead and keep D'Angelo. Oh, no, no. Okay, he can, he can get right out of here. But he was from Jersey. He wasn't from Pittsburgh. Um, but I think I love, he's gonna do good in Arizona. To Minnesota an, boy, to an ascent to a to a uh, I don't know what word I'm looking for. Here. How I mean, how you're you're a huge Coyotes fan nowadays. How good can you really do? <laughs> I mean, in Arizona. I, I like, mean, let's just say he's gonna he's gonna tell the guys to get on his fucking back. Let's just put it that way. How good? Can That's you about be all they have going over there. Arizona is like the Marlins of the NHL where they just develop all these guys and then you sell them like Jacob Chikrin. No, no one flourish no one flourishes since Shane Doan, no one flourishes in Arizona. It's like yeah, pretty much a yeah. given. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um no, I know I mean, I'm right. I mean they're looking at buying a new arena still. They're they're bidding on buying Bayern, well they're a they're a professional hockey team. Anyways to get a new they're arena, not, but here, they're not like a first back time to the fucking, back to the fucking prospects here. This is all, this is all part of it. I think you got to take this into consideration when you're ranking these guys is their likelihood of boom or bust. And I think this dude, as good as he might be, you know, like he's the real, the realistic part of it is he's playing for friggin' Arizona. Oh, exactly. I mean, you're right. You're right about that. But I mean, it doesn't. It, it's going to make him stand out that much more if he goes off, right? Like, let's be real. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, it's either you're going to know have, if he sucks, or you're going to know if he blows up. Like, he'll that's have, what he'll have plenty of teams. You'll have plenty of teams calling around the trade deadline in about three years for sure. Oh, 100. percent And they're going to get 19 more picks, and and they're going to get all these guys again. Just keep developing them and selling them off to the league, and. And the owner's gonna I be, mean, Arizona might turn a corner. They have a lot the of owner's going to be over there swimming in a Scrooge McDuck pool of coins. They might turn a corner. They have a, they have a lot of. Uh, they could. When's the last time they they made the playoffs? What, not like a couple years ago? They made the yeah. conference finals. Yeah, I was rooting for him. I'm not gonna lie. I, I love it. Was fun. It was fun, it was fun like to that. see. It was fun to see. It's. Fun I to agree. See. I love an underdog. Good, right? I love an underdog. Yeah, I love an underdog team team that sort of you don't expect to make that kind of run it's a lot easier i think in hockey to root for a team like that than it is in some other sports where like you can you have probably in baseball you got a lot more well-traveled guys that you don't necessarily like but i mean arizona always seems to to like i would say at least draft and develop these guys and try to win with their homegrown talent i mean you can't do it a hundred percent your team obviously but i feel like the guys at the forefront in arizona are always guys that they've picked and try to work work on because they can't pay anybody. Oh, pays yeah, that's deal. true. The checks aren't really clearing, right? Um, they paid. Uh, they paid Ray Whitney. He played there for a good solid amount of years. Dub guy spoke at Chiefs. Anyways, I mean, but that was like that was like during that chain down time where they thought that there was you know something there. Don't forget, yeah. Hobby Bullen was a. Uh, and before that, you guys forget, like, Hobby Bullen, Keith Kachuk, Jeremy Roenick, Tempo Newman, and Danny Briere. I'm pretty sure it's by the Coyotes. Like, Brian Boucher. Brian Boucher. Like, they were good. Sean Burke. Mainly Sean Burke. He was my favorite goalie in the NHL for a couple of years. I mean, He's solid, man. I liked him I'm on the fly. Arizona has a chance. I'm saying Arizona has a chance. They're, they're, I think. If they do things properly and they they put their head down, nose to the grindstone, they can do what the Devils are currently doing. Josh, any any man with two hands has a fighting chance. All right, 
I'm, I agree, but All right. let's be realistic here. All right, we're moving on from Logan Cooley. He's he's either gonna swing or sink or swim. I think he's gonna if he swims, he's it's gonna just stand out. It's gonna be black and white. That that and if he sinks, get. it'll be in the quicksand of the Arizona. If desert. he sinks, he's gonna look like he belongs on the team. Let's put it that way. That's right. Yep. All right, number moving on. Number 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 uh, seven. Simon, another Simon Nemec. Another second overall pick for the New Jersey Devils in 2022. Another Holy devil. How he hasn't played any NHL games yet. He was playing for Utica last season. He had 65 games as a defenseman, 34 points plus 13 in the, in the AHL. So um, where he where he falls on Jersey in turn, where do you see him if he makes his de- his NHL debut maybe sometime? This year or next year? It'll be this year. Where does he fall on the depth chart for Devils defensemen? No, you're putting him four or five. I mean, it depends who you put him with, right? You're probably going to put him with a more offensive-minded player um, just because he seems to be that stay-at-home guy um, looking at his stats, which is fine. I actually prefer those guys. I don't know why. I just do. Um, But, I mean, you're going to... He's young, right? And he clearly wasn't ready to go up making the jump neck last year. So you, I would say you're going to keep him kind of towards the bottom, right? Right. You put Maybe him with second uh, line minutes, but Brendan Smith. I honestly don't know the Devils savvy veteran. Don't know the Devils. Hey, I'll, I'll read you. I'll read you down. Dougie Hamilton, John Marino, Jonas Siegenthaler, Colin Miller, Brendan Smith, Kevin Ball. Luke Hughes, I believe, is what their D core is looking like next year. And you know what? I would probably put him with Luke Hughes for a little bit. Give I don't him know, man. Because Luke can jump up in the play and score. Like that's you, you, game, You're right? going to put two rookies together. A couple times, yeah. I would a couple times in early in the season. See how it works out. Um, I mean, it's not like he doesn't have experience playing pro hockey. He played in the AHL all last year. That's true. That's like, true. You know, he, he knows what to do. Like, the puck's in front of the net, chip it to the corner. Like, it, it's – yeah, he knows what he's doing. Right, so, that's well, my thoughts. Just disgusting just to me. I mean, I'm looking at their team right now. You got Jack <laughs> Hughes, Nico Heeshear, uh Jesper Bratt. You got Timo Meyer now. Just solid, like, solid up and down the lineup. You got a lot of depth, too. You got look like uh, um, Andre Palat. Eric Halla, Nosek, Toffoli. Oh, it's just disgusting. I hate it. And you got solid right. back in there, too. You got Vitek Vanacek and Akira Schmidt. I mean, they're goddamn, they're good. I hate it. They got some trade pieces. They can, they can actually, they can definitely make moves to make a run next year, I think, because they got pieces to trade to get some, get some pieces that they think they might be missing at the deadline. Yeah. And I think they will. Oh, I don't, why wouldn't you? I mean, you look. You gotta look at. You gotta look at Arizona's line. How's Logan Cooley gonna look in a Devils jersey? Just as good as he would look in a Arizona jersey. But anyways, um, moving on to David Yurichek. He uh drafted first round. 20- he went right after uh, Mitch Gov, I believe. I was gonna say. I was just gonna say he was drafted right. It was actually right after Cutter Gauthier. Or. Oh, okay, okay. That's what I was mixed up because yeah, I remember he's so, I was right after, and he's he's ahead in the prospect. I mean, it could just be because he's Czech, and people um, love and, big defensemen. 
Yeah, especially the European ones. Um, I remember yeah, watching. So... I was watching this draft in the pro shop down at Oaks, and it was right after Shane Wright had gotten drafted, and I was very sad that the Flyers missed out on such a can't miss. We were stud. talking about this today. I was texting you about it. I know I, they missed out on a can't miss stud like Shane Wright, and they had to settle for some some idiot whose name was Cutter. Oh god. <laughs> Hey, we got to talk about David Yurchek, though. We got to talk about David Yurchek. But the, my my thing is, there was a bunch of bunch of rumor and innuendo that the Flyers were going to go Yurchek because they love drafting giant defensemen, a la Sam Moran and See, his ilk. So what I think is weird about David Yurchek being so high on the on this list, honestly, is the fact that uh, he's rostered to play in the AHL this year for Cleveland. Again, um, he had four games with Columbus last year, minus four, no points, two penalty minutes. But he did all right in the American League last year, 55 games, six goals, 32 apples, um, 36 pimps, minus 11. So his numbers, That's pretty were, solid, his man. numbers are pretty good. Gonna be, I thought he was going to be much more of a defensive guy. I mean, you see a giant body like that, you automatically start thinking of, like, just a guy who's there to make, you know, play big hits, got a big, like, long reach that can stop a lot of pucks. But I'm thinking, just a geez, nice I mean, snap that's... out of the on the breakout, nice snap pass there, you know, just get it out. That's that's pronger esque. It is, it is, it is pronger esque. Um, I have a feeling this kid can skate a little bit better than pronger, just a thought, but you don't gotta skate when you're, you don't gotta skate well when you're smarter than everybody else. I mean, I'm reading the the uh, elite prospects here. Skating is the name of the game. He flows a fluid extension into a clean recovery. Um, so power and precision, four-way ability. That was in 2021. He can walk the line, get a shot through traffic, load up an absolute bomb of a one-timer. Another quote. Um, so, I mean, he's an active defenseman doesn't hesitate when he can activate from the offensive blue line to become a threat from the high slot. So he's not afraid to drop down into the play. It sounds like just reading those quotes there. It sounds like your quintessential puck moving defenseman these days. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. And it doesn't, it sounds like he's not scared to jump down too, which is pretty but important. With, but with size. He has the size. I don't think they're really worried about the size, though. But I mean, he's no, six, I'm saying that as a positive. That's, that's yeah. I mean, he's... that seems big for a guy that you're talking about like that. I'm thinking like smaller guys, like your uh, your Shane Gostas Bears. Five eleven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a big boy, and it sounds like he knows how to use use his weight, um, and and skate. So that's good. Let's move it on, um, to the player that was picked right before this. Cutter Goats. Cutter Goats. Now, I'm really excited about this fella. I'm really excited about this fella. Um, you guys haven't signed him yet, so that is something to think about. Um, well, I think it's just a matter of time. They're not going to let him go. Uh, I I don't see why he would be, you know, big league in the Flyers being like, trade me right now. Well, I mean, he's, he's I, finishing up his Boston college, right? He has. He played last year. Uh, 32 games, 37 points, plus two. Um, World Juniors, seven games, 10 points, plus seven. So, I mean, that's pretty good. 
Um, I'm excited about him. Again, another another solid winger. Not used to having this glut of young talent on the wings. His he birthday is like one day before mine. He's gonna be a stud. Was he he was uh was he captain of the US? Um it does not tell me that. He's he was Canadian. the assistant. No, he's American. He was the assistant I he was Canadian. on the US no. U eighteen team. Okay, so he wore a letter. My point is I, I I could see him sort of potentially just based on what I've seen and what I've read being one of those guys that could eventually slot into a captain role further on down the line. Yeah, like based a, on that sort of Drewish. Yeah, or like a Drew. I'm thinking more like he strikes me more as like a Mike Richards type. Kevin Hayes, maybe? No, not like that. <laughs> maybe not as maybe not as physical as Mike Richards, but I mean you know, Richards too. Two hundred pounds. Yeah, but Richards played with sort of like a reckless style that ended up being his undoing early in his career. I don't see that with Gautier. I think what's nice that you have with this guy is he's a winger and a center. Um, yeah, they love that shit. Yeah, you, you can kind of put him wherever. I mean, you're, he's probably going to play center once he figures yeah. out how to win some draws at the NHL level. So uh, maybe they put him at center, uh, centering his his Russian pal over there, and you know the ghost of Travis Konechny can play on his wing. Um, here's what a here's what elite prospects had to say. He's so good defensively, using his body well along the boards and in corners to win puck battles and move up ice. Sounds like Mike Richards. Offensively, he's incredibly efficient. The puck is on his stick and off his stick in transition, but he also recognizes when he has pockets of space to initiate offense himself. It's unfair to drive the or. Gauthier is unafraid to drive the puck to the net and protects the puck nicely when he chooses to do so. So that's what I can read the whole thing. I probably have to pay for something if I do. No, um, that, that, I think that. that's a solid description, man. Yeah, that's that's what they wrote. So clearly, clearly he's good, right? Um, I see good hope for him. If he if he signs, great for Philly. If he doesn't for the next team. I mean, it, to me, it looks like, and I know Briere didn't draft Gautier, uh, but Danny's done a pretty good job of putting the Flyers at least into, in, in a solid rebuild position where they got a guy like Mitchkov. They, they they made some weird signings this season, um, but I don't think anything that's going to de- derail the, the rebuild. But, I mean, these two guys are as I guess they're t- as two as the as good as prospects as you could ask for for a rebuilding team in a competitive division. I mean, that's yeah. You got your flashy offensive player, and you got your more reliable. And seems a, like also it might benefit you guys too to be in a, a late rebuild essentially when everyone else is on top because they're gonna kind of fall. You guys are gonna cream goes to the top, right? So I don't know, man. That that's what I'm worried about the Devils since. You know, they're they've got two top ten guys and they're already like they're not even like a company. I wouldn't say they're yeah, they're not like what I would quote quote unquote call a competing team like Toronto where all their guys are like, you know, they're like a year away from either going into free agency or having their limbs fall off from age. Like the Devils are they're a blend of top young talent and just talent in general. Like they're young, 
and maybe they'll bite him in the ass when salaries come around or like you know new contracts come around. But they've at least got a crop of young players that they can ride out uh, through this run and then handpick who they want to prioritize keeping, you know, and then sell off the other guys or, you know, let them walk maybe, but sell them off for assets to keep that prospect pool going while staying competitive. Yeah. All right. I'm going to move it to the next one. We're going to get jiggy with it. Um, Will Smith, number 10 on the list. San Jose's Sharks draft pick, fourth overall, 2023. Lexington, yes. Massachusetts. This um, is the spot that I saw Mitch Cobb going in. I thought for sure San sense. Jose was going to take him. Yeah, I did too. Um, but he, it, from like, I think we talked about it on the last pod. It sounded like he didn't really give other teams like, hey, I'm interested in playing in the U.S., and he kind of did that with the Flyers, like, yeah, I'll play for you guys. For some reason, yeah. it seemed like he wanted to be a Flyer, which I don't really think – I don't. I can understand the appeal to that personally, but that's me. No nah, offense well, you to you. It's okay. It's not for everyone. It's not for the weak. And Well, I mean, I mean, a Russian guy, there's not really any big Russian ties to Philly, is there? Well, like, he, saw, know, he, he saw the success that Ilya Brzezgalov had here, and he went, He said, hey, I can do it. <laughs> he was treated like a god. Why not? He was. <laughs> he, he, Dude, he, he was a this like a goddamn three-ring circus, that, that dude, when he was here. I think he got more attention ever. Less pressure here than Washington and other places, I think. So, I mean, it does make sense, I guess. He saw it as a pressure standpoint, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah, um, and I, I don't know much about Will young Will, but seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders and uh, can really uh, put the puck in the net and uh, what other well, generic platitudes I can think about. Elite, Elite Prospects has something else to say. They say it's not hard to see the appeal with Smith. He's one of the draft's most gifted puck handlers, a human highlight reel almost every time he steps onto the ice. His ability to turn the mundane, like a pass reception on the breakout or puck retrieval along the wall into something special is really something to behold. So they like him. He'll be in Boston within four years. He'll be with Boston in four years. (laughs) I mean, looking at his. San Jose is going to give him up. They're going to sell. I'm looking at his his track record here. Born in Lexington, Mass. Played for Boston College. Uh, what does that tell you? He probably has a baked bean tattooed on his ass. He probably does. Or maybe even a Providence. Who knows? You know. Um, he, he's, he was a, he's a junior a, Bruin. A Boston Junior Eagle as well. Um, yeah. I mean, you never know. It depends what they can get for him. I think San Jose is in a tough spot right now to be honest but I think that's what Jose needs to give him yeah they could build around him I mean yeah. they're gonna get jiggy with it in San Jose with this kid I think I mean speaking of San Jose now we finished up that list do we want to talk about the recent happenings there we could so uh we're gonna break this episode up into two pieces um I have to get running everybody sorry to do that to you but we will be back next week with part two of this. And we are going to dive into the Eric Carlson trade. As long as a new rookie coming into the league that some of you may not have heard of. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. New, new, new blood coming back. So we'll see. Um, just 
thank you guys for making time to uh, listen to the pod. Uh, we're working on getting the, the shirt link posted this time, and we'll get the prices soon. I know we've been saying that for a long time, or I have specifically, but closer than ever. Rico, anything you want to add? Good. Appreciate you guys. I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys as well. And I'm waiting right, for my fellas. shirt from Matt personally as well. So. Well, I haven't come in yet, but I'll be sure to, to send it on when I get All right. Have a good night, everybody. Right, fellas. Take, take care.